Awesome. You look incredible tonight. You're a very good looking church. You are, you are. Fantastic. All right. Make sure you can see my beautiful face because I share that in common with you. It's awesome. Well, it's, um, it's always such a privilege to be with you, Equipus Dunedin. And um, if you are new here um, and new to this environment and myself, my name is uh, Byron. I, I'm from Auckland. I don't want to be. I want to be from Dunedin. Uh, but currently the Lord has um, put me in that um, place. And um, I'm the youth pastor there for Pastor Sam Monk. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoy what I get to do. I've got a wife and two beautiful kids, um, one wife, two kids, and, uh, and it's incredible the, the life and journey we're on. And I continue, uh, actually, tonight's message is out of a, a personal journey that I've been on for a little while where um, God spoke quite clearly to me, and um, I clearly thought it was a, mess, a, word, a prophetic word for my wife, and um, as all good men do. And um, so... Um, I remember a little while ago, God um, said to me in my own quiet time and devotion time with Him, He says, Byron, I want, to, I want you to grow in trusting me. And I said, yes, Lord, I'll let her know. And um, and uh, figures that it was me that God was trying to get um, to trust Him more. And I want to I actually talk about that tonight because I feel like it was only recently and I'm, I'm on that journey now. And um, so God, um, by His grace, has given me a message that I feel is for you today because um, as I prayed for, for tonight, I felt like God really started to put His finger on something for you as a congregation. And so I believe everybody, everybody who's here tonight is about to receive a word from God. Is that cool? Isn't that pretty awesome? A word from God. Well, let's pray and let's get into it. Father, I, I thank you tonight for your grace towards us. Lord, I admit that I'm not strong enough to, to minister your word tonight. Lord, it's by your grace and by your strength and your empowerment that we can do tonight. Lord, our very next breath, Lord, we rely on you for, God. And so, Father, right now we pray, Lord, manifest yourself in this room in a greater measure. Lord, empower us to receive your word. Lord, to do something about it. Empower me to preach it and declare it in this place. We thank you for your mercies today. You're such a good God and we love you intensely. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, let's get to work. Well, I want you to turn in the Word of God to um, Matthew chapter 14 tonight. Matthew chapter 14. Come on, note takers are history makers. Come on. It's a good way to be, taking notes in the house of God. So why don't you do that right now, Matthew chapter 14. And um, I just want to acknowledge the incredible, invincible, invisible Pastor Willie Levy. He's, in, he's, he's disappearing every time I come down. He's kind of shrinking. And uh, how do you do it? It's, um, I'm a little jealous. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Here we go, church. Immediately Jesus made the, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake, as you do. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. 
Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But he... But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, um, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Out, you of little faith, he said, why do you doubt? Now, an incredible passage of Scripture. Um, something, a passage of Scripture that I'm very familiar with. I've been a Christian now for, what, 18, 19 years of my life. And, and, um, and you think, that's crazy, you're only 16. I mean, yeah, it's just, don't do the maths on that one. And so I've um, been a Christian for, for about that long in my life now. And um, incredible, going back to this passage of Scripture and reading again, and God opening up some new truths to me that, that was, that's been new to me, but has caused me to, to journey so much further. I've started to realize that this whole idea of trust is a big theme in the Word of God. From the very first um, encounter of, of God and man and, and, that, and their journey, trust was the issue. Trusting God to, um, that, that, that His guidelines are good for them. And, and, and as you go through the Word of God, people like Abraham taking up God at His Word and, and their trust and faith accounted to Him as righteousness. Me understanding that, that God actually uses trust to form me into maturity, His, His his likeness. Trust is such a major theme through the Word of God. And here we see Peter, the disciples in a boat, out in the water. And Jesus just casually, as you do, walking on water. And um, he comes to the disciples, and um, Peter yells out, first, first terrified, he says, it's just me. Peter yells out, if it's you, call me out. And, um, and Peter Jesus says, well, it's me, come. And Peter starts walking on water. Now, as I start to think about this and start to realize that my life has been filled with moments where I realize, actually, this is God out ahead of me. God, I, I feel a drawing and an inkling towards you. Would you call me out? And then maybe through a preacher, maybe through the Word of God in my devotional time, maybe through um, the, a word of prophecy, or maybe just a gut instinct that I know is God. I feel like God saying, come out. And that happened at the point of my salvation 18 years ago, where um, a, a man of God was ministering from the stage and, and, and I heard, I just knew that this is God, this environment God is here, something inside of me is attracted to this and I said well if this is you God I'm coming and, and I made a response that time and I've, I've had to make it a few times since but, but, but don't judge me okay so, so here it was just like constantly through my life just calling out God I know that's you, call me out and God in one way or shape or form or another it says yes come there's been times in my life where um, my wife and I, things like we stepped out in business and invested some money and sometimes a lot of money. There's been a few times. It's been like, oh God, my current season is like, I don't know if I can trust this space, but I, I do also feel you out ahead of me summoning me out. And if it's you, God, let me know because I'm, I'm willing and I'm ready. And I felt God and I've responded and I felt myself, from, from that point of salvation, uh, that point where I first made a decision to follow Him, I, I know that every step after that been, has been kind of a water-walking step. And, and we've had times where um, 
we, we've, dis, we've had, I was pastoring a church on the North Shore of Auckland and I, I, I had to really deep dig into my heart because there was a time where I felt, God, is this you calling me out again? Is this you calling me out, God? And again, I felt, yes, it's God calling me out and then it's like, step out of the boat. Come on, friend, maybe you can go to instances. I want you to go to instances in your life because I feel like maybe there, I feel like there are many people even here tonight. You, you've been in some situation, some environment, and God has called you out. God has called you out, and I've realized that, that while faith and trust work so closely together, it's often hard to see the difference between the two. There are times where it's important to see the difference between the two. Because like Peter, faith gets you out of the boat, but trust keeps you walking on the water. Friend, there's this, I want to say it again, that, that faith and, and trust seem so hard to distinguish between and hard to find any line between them. But, but, but there's times where it's important to understand now that faith has called us out of, faith has got us out of the boat, it's important to keep trusting God. You see, trust is such a major theme in the Word of God. Jesus at the beginning of His ministry, right? I mean, you think about it. Wouldn't it be awesome? Here he's, he's going up against um, a religious history that, that, that don't want him to succeed. The Roman Empire who's happy to keep him as a little just cult click in the, in the corner of Jerusalem. That, that nobody wants him to succeed. Wouldn't it be so helpful for, for Jesus, who's wanting to start a, a global movement, a global revolution, wouldn't it be so helpful for him if, if a, a, a young, rich, influential ruler came to him and said, I want in? Now, wouldn't that be pretty awesome even here in Dunedin? If we're trying to take a city, win a city, and then a rich, young ruler came and said, I want in. But have a look at how Jesus responds to the rich young ruler. He comes to Jesus and he says, how do I receive eternal life? How do I get in? I see what you're doing. I see that you're a rabbi and you're the son of God. Something in my heart is, 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 is attracted to who you are and what you're doing and what you're about. And the rich young ruler comes and Jesus says, that's great. That's so exciting. First, what you do is go sell everything you own. Give it away and come follow me. The Bible tells us that that young ruler walked away sad that day. And I got to thinking about this. Jesus, you're more you're focused more on this guy coming in a position of trust than you are what he's got to bring. And, so, and so, so here you have Jesus saying, while what you have could be helpful at some point, whatever, the truth is you will trust more in that than you will in the kingdom of God and me as your Savior. God is relentlessly focused on your maturity, on your growth and your salvation and spending eternity with you. 
And friend, that's why He demands trust from your life. And faith calls you out of your season, of your boat season. But He wants trust, like He did for the rich young ruler. He said, come, but don't come with all your confidence, all your securities, all your safeguards. Come with your hunger and your passion for what you see and what you know is good. I've had, to, I've had to learn that lesson again and again. And, and again, friend, the, the fact that God wants me and He wants me to grow and the, and the way He does that is through trust. And every time you're tempted, anytime temptation comes through you, the number one response you need to have is trust. See, coming back to the, to the boat story is I've found in my life, my temptation has, to be, has been step out and trust God, but drag my boat with me. Anybody been there before? Any, okay, there's a few people. Anybody been there before? A step out with God and drag my boat with me. This is what the rich young ruler wanted to do. A step out in God and drag the boat with them. So if things turn to custard, I jump back in my boat. Yeah? Come on. God wants your trust. I know that, I know you're, you're looking at, at, at giving more. I know you're looking at, at, at giving more time and resources. I know you're, you're looking at making big commitments to God and, and God, where you send me. But God says, what I actually want is for you to grow in your trust. Equipus Church, Dunedin, I feel like God sent me here today to tell me, tell you that He wants you to grow in your trust. Faith has got you out of the boat. Faith is calling you out of the boat. And God's saying, now what you've got to do is grow in your ability to trust me. Is that a right, church? You know, I, um, I, um, I'm a youth pastor in Auckland, and, and we've, I feel like a few years ago, God called me out of the boat in, in, in regards to ministry and said, um, let's take a city. And I said, yes, God, I'm happy to jump out of the boat on that. And so we went from four hubs around our city to planning, and we currently have 14 hubs around our city. And in a short while, I want to get to 20 hubs, averaging 100 young people each. And we want to disciple them well. We want to plug them into church and, and disciple them in a way where they're going on hard for God. Recently, just actually, when I say recently, this week, on Monday, I decided in chats with my pastor that I was to plant a hub. I just thought, yeah, I'm going to plant a hub myself. And a hub is just where we look at a school and we say, man, we want to reach the young people in the school. And so we, we send a leader out there with some young people from that school, and, and, and we start reaching into that school. Well, on Monday, um, I, what came to mind was a school that I passed quite regularly on my way home and um, from work. It's a school I realize is significant for the area that we're in because it reaches so many different suburbs and cultures and, and the rest of it. And I've long prayed, God, give us a hub that reaches into the school. And Monday when I decided that I'm going to plant a hub myself, uh, um, I thought, how am I going to do it? I don't know any young people that go to the school and um, I, I just know very little's happening um, as far as Christian activity in the school. What do I do? And by Thursday, I was really frustrated 
And um, so I just thought, well, I'm just going to trust that God has a plan and a purpose for the school. So I drove up to the school, parked in the car park, and just waited. Now, I didn't know what was going to happen, all right? But I just thought, let me just put my feet on the ground, right? Because I felt in my heart, by Monday, by the end of Monday workday, I determined that I had heard from God that something was going to happen for us to reach a whole lot of new young people. Anyway, so I, I go and park in this car park, and I thought, okay, God, I'm out of the boat. What do I do? And 15 minutes pass, and I thought, um, okay, I'll just keep praying and keep praying. 20, 30 minutes pass, and I thought, this is crazy. What am I doing here? This is probably even illegal. Um, <laughs> I'm yet to check that out, okay? And so as I'm parked there, and then I'm watching kids walking to and fro between classrooms. This is probably illegal. And then, and then I see two year 13s walk across the, the school grounds, and I think, I've got to go speak to somebody. And they look like young people. Um, they look very intimidating, so I'll go talk to them. And I'm pretty sure this is now illegal. Anyway, so I go and talk to them. And I, I stop them, and I think, what am I going to say? And just before I reach them, I say, uh, um, hey, uh, where's the gym? It's the first thing that came to mind, all right? I, think, I don't know. Anyway, so I said, where's the gym? And they said, oh, actually, we're going there. Would you like to come? I was like, um, Yep, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. And so I followed them, and um, they took me to the gym. All right, I'm just incriminating myself here. And so, so I, I followed them, and they were all the way along talking to them and saying, what year are you in, and finding, what's your name? Pretty sure that's illegal. And um, anyway, I got to the gym, and um, I was wise about it at, at this point, and didn't go in the gym, but I said, look, I'm... Um, Hey, I'm, I'm from this church called Equippers, and I run this thing called The Revolution. I'd love to actually put a, um, a, a hub here. And he said, what's a hub? So I explained it. And they said, well, what are you going to do here? And I was like, um, uh, play basketball. And they were like, oh, cool, I play basketball. I was like, okay, good. And, and they said, when are you going to do it? Um, next Friday. And they were like, cool, yeah, we can do that. We've got nothing on on Fridays. And he said, where are you going to do it? I said, um, yeah, in your gymnasium here. And they said, oh, that's good. And we can, we can come. Can we bring friends? And I said, sure, bring friends. That's good. That's good. And so anyway, we exchanged numbers. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. And um, <laughs> don't tell anybody, right? This is the honesty stick. Just everything comes out. <laughs> I got one of these things. Anyway, so we exchanged numbers and then we got talking. Anyway, they went to class and... Um, I went to the reception to try and book the gymnasium. I just promised the guys. And so I, I asked for an appointment, and they sent me to the business manager. Anyway, I, I got, ended up getting, booking the venue for $20 a night. All right? I ended up booking the venue for $20 a night, which is awesome, which is like $180 cheaper than what I should have got it for. And, um, but, but, which is, which is awesome. And so now I've got these, these kids um, texting me saying, hey, we're pretty keen for next Friday. We've got a whole lot of friends keen to come. I turned up to church this morning. I was in Auckland this morning. Turned up to church and um, Farrelly, one of the ladies in church, she comes running up to me and she says, hey, you know, I've heard some awesome news. My nephew comes home to see me this Thursday and said he just met somebody from Equipus Church called Byron. Now, you've got to understand, Ryan, I've been praying for this kid for years now. We've taken him in because he's been a problem child in his family. He's, he's had real issues. He's not wanted to come to church. In fact, he's been real vocal against God, been using some very colorful language. But 
You got through to him, and he's keen to come to church tonight. He can't wait for you to plant. See, friend, what I'm trying to tell you here is that faith will get you out of the boat, but trusting God for the miracles along the way keeps you walking in miracles. And some of you, I feel today that you haven't seen the miracle-working power of God to turn situations and even ordinary days into miraculous days for a while. But I feel like God sent me here on purpose to tell you that trust is gonna turn your ordinary days into supernatural days because God who called you out of the boat is faithful to keep you walking on water. I feel like there's been a lot of discouragement in the room. I feel like people have been discouraged in your relationships, in your situations, maybe with how things are going for you. I feel like God's saying it has been a while since you've seen a miracle and you've been crying out to God. I feel like there's some marriages that just need a breakthrough right now. But the same God who called you out of the boat is wanting to turn an ordinary day into a supernatural day and bless your life with miracle upon miracle every step. I feel like there's some people who got called out of the boat and you've taken a big step in some initiative. I just feel prophetically that there's some people walking in some initiatives, maybe to do with your career or business or study. I, I, I don't know what it is, but God has called you out of the boat at one point. But, but like Peter, you felt yourself just getting below it, beneath it. The Bible says that Peter looked and he saw that the wind and the the ocean was boisterous. And the Bible said he began to sink. You see, friend, every step out of the boat is is filled. Your eyes are going to see things that's going to cause fear in your heart. Doubt is going to cause you to question whether it was God who called you out of the boat. Every step outside of the boat is a place where fear can get in. But friend, God's wanting to turn every ordinary step, every ordinary day into a miraculous one. See, the Bible says that um, Peter started to sink and Jesus reached out to him and grabbed his hand and said, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Now, the word that the Bible uses there for doubt in the original language is a word um, called distazo, and it it literally means, why were you found in two minds? Why were you found in two minds? See, with one mind, Peter, Peter heard God, he heard the voice of Jesus with one mind, and one conviction, he said, God, if it's you, call me out. And with conviction in his heart. Come on, this is how it all starts. With conviction in his heart, with an encounter with Jesus, with the word of revelation, with God opening up your eyes to see what you couldn't see before. It always starts like that. And with one word, God called him out and he stepped out with one mind. That is Jesus. And he has called me out and I'm gonna go to him. I don't, he didn't, the Bible didn't tell us that he considered the waves. He considered the weather. No, with one mind, he heard, received revelation, and stepped out. But, with, but as he started to walk in miracle, in miracle territory, a second thought entered in. Oh my gosh, what am I doing? I am on water. And not only that, look at the waves. Another thought entered in. Can you see how slowly you can talk yourself out of miracle territory? 
You can talk yourself with a second thought in your mind. And you think the enemy's robbing you. You think that the enemy's, the people are doing. No, no, no. Friend, right now, you've got to stop and think about what you're thinking about. Because you've allowed some second thoughts to come in to the place where, you've been, where you're supposed to be seeing miracles. You've allowed some second thoughts to rob you of the progress that you've had in God. Oh man, I don't know if it was really God who called me out. Oh man, I, I know I gave my heart to God, but maybe it was premature. And Oh man, going to study in Dunedin, I don't know. Come on, friend, you, you've got to eliminate those second thoughts. You know what I've come to realize about trust? Is that even trusting God for the faith to see miracles, I've come to realize that I'm not strong enough to even trust God. I'm not. And it's been the most liberating thing I've ever encountered. The fact that I can admit that God, today, I, I will probably have a second thought coming. God, today, I'm probably gonna have a thought that's gonna try and rob me of, my, of me walking in my miracle territory. God, I admit I'm not strong enough, but I receive your grace today to stay focused on you and not be distracted off the very thing that's gonna bring in my miracle. Come on, friend, I, what I'm not preaching you into is a whole lot of Christians trying to keep their mind right and whip themselves into thinking one thought. Come on, that's not the grace of God for your life. That's not the grace of God because you're not strong enough. Come on, this is a gift from God. The ability, not only does He say things like, I want you to love me with all your heart, all your strength, all your mind. Come on, not only does He say that and command that, but He gives you the ability to do that. Not only does He say it's good for you to trust me, but He gives you the ability to do that. And every day, friend, every time I pray, I'm saying, God, I'm not strong enough. I admit today. It's been my, my recent revelation. It's to simply admit, God, I'm not strong enough. See, friend, the ability to trust gets you out of a lot of stuff. See, there's a lot of temptation that comes around every one of our lives. The temptation to fear, the temptation to be anxious, to worry, the temptation to give in to lust and greed, the temptation to take and, 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 and covet, constant temptations. But the people who give in to them have lost the ability to trust. Lost the ability to trust God, that He'll satisfy. That Philippians 1, 6, that He who started a good work will bring it to a flourishing finish. Friend, this, this, this ability to trust, whenever you're tempted, you, your, your first go-to is to trust God. And I feel like God is calling your church out to walk on water in this season. And I feel like you respond well to faith. But God's saying, I want you to grow in trust. Because what it's gonna take from here on in is for you to trust me when the winds and the waves look boisterous. Friend, a church advances not when, not, not when this, just, just the collective seems like, oh, we're all moving forward. No, no, when every life, every family, every marriage, every young person is trusting God and moving forward in God. And I feel that this is a word from God. If I, man, if I could line you all up here today and prophesy, I would have one word for you all. 
is God is calling you to trust Him in a greater way. Is that right, church? God's saying, God, uh, God is saying to you individually, I want you to trust me in a greater way. Right now, you're in miracle tr- territory, and everything inside of you wants to acknowledge other people, the winds, the waves, the season. But God's saying, One thought, I've called you out. Stay in that place of one thought. You know, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 says, By grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. By grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourself, it's a gift of God. You know, I've come to realize that the ability to trust God, to work the miraculous in my life, to move me forward into new seasons, to, to do great things, all that I've dreamt in my heart and all that I have to desire. The ability to do all that is by, by, the, by the grace of God. It's a gift from God. And so tonight, friend, I, I, you know, when I, when I first realized that just the whole idea of doubt is the second thought, I first got into this place of oh, trying to get my mind right and, and striving. But I feel like as I did that, I started to lose trust. And so I had to try and put trust in myself to, to think the right way and, and be the right way. But that's been the issue from the beginning of the human race, is our constant working to trust ourselves to do right and do well for ourselves. Can I have the keyboarders come and play tonight, please? And I'd love to land this soon, but... Tonight, I can't help but feel like God's moving you forward as a church. And when I say that, I'm not just talking about Equipers Church in Eden. I'm talking about your family. I'm talking about your marriage, your business, your study, in, in the area of your study, your family. I feel like God's calling you out into a new season. And faith has got a lot of you out of the boat. And many are tonight. Hearing this is a word of confirmation to get out of the boat. But it's important in times like these to distinguish between faith that gets you out of the boat and trust that keeps you walking in the miracle of God. And friend, tonight, I first just wanna minister into those people who, who have been out of the boat. But with every step, it feels like just been sinking a little deeper. And it just seems more and more impossible. And not only has there been a second thought, but there's been a third and fourth. And, and now this journey that, that started so clear with so much conviction, so much purpose and, and passion has now become stale and stuck and frustrating and confusing. It's harder and harder to read the Word of God and to pray and and turn up to faith environments like these. But God has heard and seen your heart. And He who started a good work in you is faithful to bring it to a flourishing finish. And He he loves you, friend. And no way will He see you drown and do nothing about it. No way will He see you sink and do nothing about it. 
Just like Peter, he'll reach out and he'll grab a hand and say, oh, you have little faith. Let's work on that. Just trust him, friend. Just trust him tonight. This is what I want to do. I want to carry on talking for a moment, but, but can we just close our eyes for a moment? Because I just feel right now we just need to pause and I need to minister into this moment. If that's you tonight, if I've just articulated how you feel and the journey you've been on, would you just lift a hand or two towards heaven tonight? Because I need to pray into your situation. In this moment, I feel like God's gonna reach out and grab that hand tonight and say, that's right, let's work on this. Let's work on this. You can trust me. Father, I pray into this situ- these situations tonight these circumstances. God, I declare by the grace of God, we receive your gift tonight of faith that keeps us walking on water. You have called us out, God, and we know by nature, your nature, that you are good and you are faithful and we trust you today, God. We trust you today, God. It's you've called us out and we trust you today, God. Father, we open our hearts. We've been closing it, God, through fear and, 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 and Lord, frustration. We've, we've closed areas of our heart. But tonight we open our heart again and let revelation flow. Let conviction and, and passion flow again, God. Lord, I pray, break the darkness tonight that's settling around these people. Let them walk out of this place free, passionate, on fire for you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You can put your hands down tonight. Would, would you stand with me tonight, church? And I, I would like to call the, the team to come and join me as well. You know, it's, it's, always, it's always a trust issue. In that area of your life where, where you seem stuck, where, it's, where everything seems stuck and and frustrating in that place where you're believing for for God to bring a lift and increase and to move you forward maybe there's a persistent sin and it's become a habit in your life now it's all a trust issue friend so tonight we're going to open our hearts we're going to sing a chorus and we're going to open our hearts and say God I want to trust you at a new level in a new way God, I understand faith. I understand that when it seems, when, when life and the situation and circumstances seem illogical, all I need to do is hear your voice and I'll get out of the boat. But now I'm willing to grow in my ability to trust you when I'm out of the boat. Wouldn't it be awesome tonight if we as a church grew in our trust in God? Wouldn't it be awesome? Why don't you close your eyes and these guys are gonna lead us in a chorus. But then I just want to come back and speak to one more group of people. Is that all right? Is that all right, church? Come on, team, why don't you lead us tonight?